0: There is a person who I work with uh, here in Holy Family and one of her uh, most common sayings, especially in the early years of Holy Family, was dream big, dream big, to allow the Lord to do big things, to not let the Lord's plans be limited by maybe our fears or our concerns or our worries or our ability or inability. You know, so basically God can only do a certain amount because I can only do a certain amount. So if if if, if I'm uh, if I only have certain abilities, then that's as far as God can go, because He's limited by me. Right? That's not the right mentality to have because then we're saying that it depends on me. It depends on my ability, it depends on what I can do, it depends on the resources I have. So to to dream big and let God act means then that we're much more in the in the pa- in the passenger seat. We still have, we still have decisions to make, we still have responsibilities. But ultimately, what comes about, what is realised, is God's work. Uh, that's a great way to look at any not not just ministry, but look at uh, parish, look at a family, in in a similar way. That yeah, we have our responsibilities, we have our part to do, but ultimately. We want God to be at work. We want the Holy Spirit to be guiding us. We want you know, the, the Trinity to be present in all of our actions and all to be done then for his greater glory. So sometimes our our prayers or our understanding of what God can do is very limited. And I mean, I'm probably I'm guilty of this myself too, you know, where you come to the Lord with, with a problem and we kind of ask for... We ask for the absolute minimum intervention of God. Maybe just being Irish as well, just to be polite. You know what I mean? We don't want to burden him with with too much to do. So, Lord, I've got this problem here. All I need you to do, all I need you to do, right, is just arrange that and that and we're good to go. If you could just do that, that'd be great. Rather than saying, Lord, we have this problem, you take care of it. You take whatever you need to do. Just you, you take, uh, I'm not going to say imply that that if my prayer is too big, it, either you can't or you won't or you, you don't hear me. Uh, I just give you the whole issue. Um, and I know for myself this is something that instinctively I wasn't doing that. Instinctively I'm more of a fixer, so instinctively I see the problem and I want to fix the problem. Um, but the whole issue, the whole scenario, the whole thing, that's what I should be giving to God. Not just the part that I see is broken and that I think I can fix. But to give the whole thing to God and let him work. And to let to let go, it's it's uh, it's not easy. We spoke about this yesterday as well, you know, as regards parenting and that and, and letting your children go. Uh, letting go of we think of, of Abraham and Isaac. God asks Abraham not he didn't want the blood sacrifice of, of of his son, but he did want to see that Abraham was willing to give him everything. To give him everything, even like to, to, to nonsensical degrees. Like, how on earth is he going to have offspring and have a, a descendenza? What is that in English? Descendants, descendants, um, as numerous as as the stars or the grains of sand on the seashore. How can this happen? Abraham, being so old and only having one son, through whom this, process, this, this promise is supposed to be realised. But he does. He has that level of faith. Lord, I can give you everything. Even if it seems contrary, even if it is contrary to what I want, and even if it seems contrary to what you want, but if this is what you're asking me for, I still trust that it will work. So sometimes our, our prayers that they're, they're too small, they're too small. We're not asking for enough. We were, our prayers are 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 too, uh, almost minimalist. And I just I, I see the like the faith of children. <coughs> In their parents, when they ask for something, you know, they, they, they uh, yesterday I was at a, a house mass, and uh, in the home, the family home, it's a two-story house, so they have a nice long staircase, and one of the aunties works in a place where they sell. Doesn't really matter what they sell, but basically whatever they sell comes in big boxes, like boxes for fridges or freezers. So about, you know, six foot high, nice, nice boxes. So. She saw on Instagram that you can put one box into the other, right? So open the ends, put one box into the other, and then cable tie it to the side of your staircase. And it turns it into a simply epic slide. So there, I don't know how many kids there were last night, uh, probably 12 or 13. Kids of all shapes and sizes and ages, and every single one of them. I had stiff competition for mass. I really did. Getting them in, getting them off that slide into the room for mass was not easy. But they're all just up the stairs and sliding down. Up, you sit in a pillow and just rock it down this, this this tube. It was fantastic. It was great fun. I went myself just once, but I just I had to. The kids asked, so I had to. I had to. Um, but you just see how how all of the kids like whenever there was a bit of an issue. Uh, mommy, I can't find my pillow to sit on, or mommy will, you know, will, will this graze my knee, or, or I'm thirsty, or whatever it was. There's absolute faith that mom or dad will take care of it. Do you know, so they're having great fun, really enjoying themselves, but any sort of an issue arose at all, and immediately, just the child would just with in instantaneous faith, it'll be ta- mom will take care of it. Mom will take care of it. What happens to us? My goodness. <laughs> What happens us when we become adults? We, start to, we really lose that very quickly. We start to lose that trust in God. So when we hear today's reading, uh, sorry, today's gospel, Jesus calls Matthew. Matthew's a tax collector, so basically he works for the Romans. Uh, more than likely, uh, well, very often tax collectors took more than they should have They would take their own, you know, they would tell the the probably illiterate people who were paying their taxes, oh, well, Rome has just put up the taxes, they're now up to 5%, 6%, and they'd take a little cut for themselves, you know. And these illiterate people, how would they know the difference? So there was a lot of dishonesty, and they're working again for an occupying force, so the Jews hated them. And Jesus sees him. We don't have any account of a, of a conversation here, but Matthew sees him and Jesus sees him and the famous Caravaggio picture of Jesus standing there pointing to Matthew with this kind of slightly droopy hand and Matthew pointing at himself going, huh? Uh, Matthew gets up immediately. Again, we have no account of a conversation here, but something very special happened in Matthew's heart. He saw in Jesus... A, not an ordinary man not a, an ordinary holy person there was something worth leaving everything for in Jesus that says something about Matthew too it says something about the, like the, actual, the goodness of his heart behind whatever mistakes he had made he recognizes Jesus Jesus says come follow me and he got up and followed him it's such a simple account Jesus says follow me And Matthew gets up and follows him. He just leaves all of that lifestyle and that wealth and all of that behind him. And then puts on a dinner. And there are various people at the dinner, amongst them scribes and Pharisees. And they say to Jesus, why is your master? Sorry, they say to Jesus' apostles, why is your master eating with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus overhears this, and he responds. It is not the healthy who need the doctor, but the sick. It is not the healthy who need the doctor but the sick. When I was just reading over this this morning, I just thought, well, how helpful it would be for us to take out the word sick and just put in your own name. It's not the healthy who need the doctor. It's Katie. It's not the healthy, it's not the holy who who who, who need Jesus. It's Father Patrick, it's me. We're the ones who, who need Jesus, and we're the ones that he has come for. So we can dream big. We can pray big. We can have great desires and great hope and leave them in the hands of the Lord, knowing that he will provide knowing that he will give us what is right at the right time. We can do this. We should do this. Because he has come for us. He has come for you and for me. And he wants us to have life and life to the full. And he wants to guide us to, to, to health, but like health in the, in the deepest sense of the word. He wants to reconcile us with the Father, heal that relationship broken by sin. have not come it is not the healthy who need the doctor but the sick indeed I did not come to call the virtuous but sinners so we are called we're chosen we're seen we're known and the Lord has come here for us so we ask the Lord today for an ever deeper faith in his providence that he will take care of our every need. And we ask that in experiencing the Lord's providence, that we might live true joy. The burden then is taken off us. All that responsibility, all that worry, all that anxiety is taken off us and replaced by faith. We place everything back in the Lord's hands. Lord Jesus, I believe... But help my own belief. It is not the healthy who need the doctor, but you.